Good afternoon and welcome to Redneck Radio, your podcast for freedom. And here with you today is your favorite host, Thaddeus. Straight from his mother's basement, it's the voice of reason, the good word, possibly the savior of America. It's Thaddeus and Redneck Radio. A lot of people come up to me and say, Thaddeus, how do you do what you do? How do you keep up that podcast? You are so brave and strong and smart and funny. How do you do that day after day? How, how, how do you do it doing the research that you do for your podcast? And I look at them and I, you know, I humbly say thank you. And then I say to them, you know, I'm a lot like those Filipino content moderators who moderate all the filthy crap that goes through some of the major websites. And I filter through all the garbage, garbage that taints my soul, so that you don't have to. And I'm willing to do this because I'm young and strong, and I can take one for the team. So let me take one for you today, and let's get started on the subjects that really matter to the great Americans. There was a big story coming out of some uh, unpronounceable country near Russia, and the story was about this Turkish adventurer who's posted a video on the internet of him luring a bear into the water so that he could play splashy splash with it. Now, at the end of the video, he manages to get a hug from the bear. He, he managed to literally get a bear hug. And the surprising thing is that this hug didn't end in his demise. I find videos like this to be extremely obnoxious, and I hate having to talk about these videos with people. Now, people see one video of a guy getting saved by a dolphin or some dude in khakis getting hugs from a lion, and all of a sudden, animals don't seem so wild. Everyone starts thinking about how much they would love to go and hug a man-eating predator. Now, I'm the first to admit that I would love, absolutely love, to have a pet, full-grown mountain lion. I can't think of anything cooler than to pull up at a parking lot, open up my back door, and have this sleek cat crawl out, you know, all 200 pounds, right into the parking lot. People would be soiling their pants in public. I mean, it's a terrifying sight. But it would be awesome if I could have an adult mountain lion as a pet. But those cats are shifty as hell, and they've got this piercing glare that sees straight through your soul. And the the look in their eyes, like the look in the eyes of all wild animals, is truly wild. And I know better than to think that I could tame any beast, because I respect their wild side, but some people do not. This narrative of animals being like humans, it's not new. It's been around for a long time. I mean, you just go back to silent films and you've got animals that are acting like humans. And so, in a lot of movies, it's not surprising that the animal characters have been anthropomorphized which is a ginormous big word that means basically that an animal's taking on human characteristics. I mean, a couple that I can name off the top of my head are Bambi, Donald Duck, McScrooge, and I'm sure that, you know, if I spent some time, I could think of several others. I mean, even the Bible has that donkey that talks. And, you know, I, I like to kind of think about things, and I'd like to picture an alien species that is approaching our planet. And as they approach the planet, they're looking at all our movies, and they're looking at uh, YouTube clips. And I just can't imagine how disappointed they would be when they landed on this planet, and they find out that it's not like Narnia at all. 
that these animals that in all these movies and in a lot of YouTube clips seem to be so humanized are actually just dumb wild beasts. And when I say dumb, obviously they're not dumb, but they aren't as intelligent as some humans. They are smarter than some humans, but they're not as intelligent as probably the average human. And so they would probably land on this earth, get out of their spaceship, and, you know, expect like Aslan to be there next to the president of the United States. But, you know, that's not obviously not the case. The truth is, wild animals are wild. I mean, hell, even some domesticated animals are wild. Like that woman who had that chimp, and she thought it was all domesticated, and she was serving it meat and wine, and then it got away from her and chewed the face off that woman, and then that cop had to shoe it. I mean, that's a perfect example of someone thinking that they've domesticated an animal. But at the heart of the every animal, domesticated or wild, is a really wild animal that you can't control. And sometimes I think, you know, when, when this guy's getting a bear hug or the other guy's hugging the lion, I can just picture all the other lions and bears just staring at that, thinking, what the hell is wrong with that bear or lion? You know, he's cuddling up to that delicious fat-filled skin-wrapped meat donut when he should be crushing its head with his powerful jaws and sharing the spoils with the rest of the group. But, you know, there I go. Now I'm anthropomorphizing uh, animals myself. So it's a hard habit to break. And that is something that I've just proven right here, right now. And this also leads me to my next question. I mean, why isn't it cute when people act like animals? I mean, shouldn't that be pretty cute? If animals are cute and cuddly, you know, then people acting like animals should be cute and cuddly. Take, for example, that uh, young German man who put an ad on the internet for a uh, willing sacrifice who would sacrifice themselves to his cannibalistic ways, and surprisingly, someone did respond, and uh, this German man was able to eat him. I mean, why isn't he getting hugs? He's a wild animal. Isn't he cute enough to get a hug from someone who loves animals? The fact is, there's lots of humans behaving like animals. And all you have to do to get a sense of just how, how many humans are acting this way, you just watch the nightly news, and it's all well documented there. And, and this discussion about humans acting like animals, it brings me to my next topic. And that topic is ISIS. ISIL, is whatever we're calling them now. Uh, I mean, whatever we're calling these monsters now. I think we should just make it easy on everyone, and from now on, let's just refer to them as sons of bitches. I'm not going to discuss here the geopolitical events that have led us to a situation where these sons of bitches have $2 trillion in the bank and occupy what now must surely be the butthole of the Middle East. The fact is, these monsters are making life hell for millions of people, and they really are animals. And I know that there's a lot of defenders of evolution out there who love to point out how closely related we are to the apes. But I think that even the apes might be offended by the idea that these assholes are their evolutionary cousins. Because these barbarians, they are raping, murdering, killing, chopping, blowing, all sorts of things off with debt cord and other explosives. And they're running a campaign of submission through terror. They're acting like the Mongolian hordes of the 12th century, minus the global empire or the strategic vision. Now, people who stand in the way of these barbaric hordes are doing what people have done for thousands of years when faced with terror and death. They are fleeing, and they are fleeing in terror. 
And I mean, who can blame them? That is the exactly what I would be doing if I was facing down these balaclava-clad terrorists, you know, there in Syria. And hundreds of thousands of these refugees have made their way to Europe, and it's not hard to see why. I mean, Europe's got a lot of great stuff. It's beautiful. They have delicious food. They have awesome chocolate. And they've got great culture. And, I mean, who wouldn't want to flee to Europe if the alternative was to stay in Syria and die? And America's doing its part as well. I mean, we haven't taken in a ton of refugees, but we've actually donated a lot of money, more more than twice as much as anybody else, billions and billions of dollars, because Americans are very generous. And the president, now he wanted to take in 100,000, but then there was so much outcry that now he wants to take in 10,000 Syrian refugees. And as you can imagine, after the whole Paris thing, there's a lot of people out there who maybe don't feel so comfortable taking in 10,000 Syrian refugees when it's been documented that some of the terrorists in Paris were using forged Syrian passports. Most of these people objecting to taking in 10,000 refugees, they, they disproportionately happen to be Republican. And as a result, they have been, how shall we say harassed endlessly for their opinion, which is fine. I mean, we live in a country of free speech, and you're okay if you want to call a a Republican an idiot. That's fine for his ideas. I mean, he's free to say them, and you're free to call him a name. I mean, you can't call anybody else a name, but you can sure as hell call a white conservative whatever name you want, and you don't have to fear any repercussions. And no one has taken to this idea of spewing insults at white Republicans with quite as much gusto as a guy named Hamilton Nolan, who writes for a tawdry website called Gawker. And his masterpiece is called Dumb Hicks Are America's Greatest Threat. The reason I bring this article up is because it's a view that many liberals share when it comes to white people who watch Fox News. And I think that it's important for you to understand how it is you are viewed by liberal elites. Now, they may not use this type of language to describe you when talking to your face, but I'm sure that many of them use words similar when talking about you in private with their fellow liberal friends, you know, at a Manhattan cocktail party or while watching reruns of Mad Men, which is the most boring show I've ever watched in my life. So now I'd like to read to you some of the uh, choicest excerpts from this great, great masterpiece in writing. And here we go. And I quote, Second of all, you, our elected officials, are embarrassing us, all of us, except your fellow dumb hicks who voted for you in large numbers. You, our racist, xenophobic, knuckle-dragging, ignorant leaders, are making us look bad in front of the guests, the whole world. Now, I get the feeling from the way that was written that there's a good chance he wrote this while he was intoxicated. But what he's saying here, if you didn't catch it because you're a dumb hick, is that we, dumb hicks, have elected leaders who are racist, xenophobic, and drag their knuckles in the ground. So they have arms that are exceptionally long. And now let's move on to the next quote. 
I was born and raised down south, and I can testify that it is full of dumb hicks running things. Again, let's just give him the benefit of the doubt and assume that he was drunk as hell when he wrote that. Moving on. This time he's going back in time to talk about the Iraq War. And he says, The Iraq War that led down the long and spiraling path to where we are today was started by a dumbass hick. Now, I know that I'm a dumbass hick, but it seems to me that a president cannot declare war without approval from Congress. And I might be wrong because I'm just a dumbass hick, but it seems like approval from Congress is necessary. And I did a little research because I know how to use the internet and I have a connection. And it turns out that not everyone who supported the war would fall underneath your description of a dumbass hick. I have a quote here from one of those Democratic senators who I don't think you would consider to be a dumbass hick, but who supported the war. And here's the quote. I was one who supported giving President Bush the authority, if necessary, to use force against Saddam Hussein. I believe that that was the right vote. Now, I don't know who you're voting for in 2016, but I'm willing to bet that if it was between Donald Trump and this person who is Hillary Clinton, who we just quoted, a supporter of the Iraq war, someone who gave a dumbass hick permission to invade Iraq, my guess is that you're going to vote for her. And so it seems to me like you will be electing one of these dumbass hicks that you hate so much. And I mean, if you need me to flesh out her dumbass hick credentials, she obviously lived in the South for a while and she has been duck hunting and she did support the war in Iraq. So there you go. I mean, have I covered enough bases? So it's going to be painful for you uh, come next November when you've got to pull that lever for a dumbass hick. Now, according to you, hicks and rednecks are ruining the country because they are xenophobic and racist. And, and I think that uh, without having to talk to you about this. I think you might also add that rednecks tend to be misogynistic, homophobic, sexist, uneducated, and that they don't value the same progressive liberal ideas that you hold so dearly. The funny thing is, these people that you are fighting so hard to get into this country, they also fit that description. These 10,000 Syrian refugees are... By your definition, dumbass hicks. The only difference is that they're dumb Middle Eastern hicks. I'm sure that you're confused right now. You feel like you're a well-cultured individual because you had a semester abroad in Barcelona. And I'm sure that you feel as if you grasped other cultures and that you're sensitive to their needs. And I, I think that perhaps this is blinding you to the reality of the situation. And the reality is that this list that you use, xenophobic, racist, and that I added to, misogynistic, homophobic, sexist, uneducated, and, you know, they don't hold any of the progressive liberal ideas that you hold so dearly. These things apply to Middle Eastern people. And in your article, you exhort dumbass hicks to pick up a book. And I'm going to encourage you to do the same thing. Because you hate dumbass hicks because of all the backwards thinking that they do. 
But the bad news for you is that these 10,000, most likely all Muslim refugees, have some of the same beliefs, if not all the same beliefs, that these dumbass hicks do. And I wouldn't be surprised if we were to go in and we were to find 10,000 hicks and we were to find, you know, talk to these 10,000 Syrians and we were to take a poll on all of these issues that we've discussed about xenophobia and racist, I, would, I wouldn't be surprised at all if they lined up perfectly. I actually wouldn't be surprised at all if maybe the rednecks or the dumbass hicks were a little bit more open-minded than the 10,000 Syrian refugees. But that's just me. But it would be a great experiment, and hopefully it would be enough to convince you that your criticism of these dumbass hicks also applies to these Muslim refugees that you are fighting so strongly for. At this moment, I'd like to quote what appears to be one of your favorite lines, and you use it all the time when you know confronting people in the comment sections of your articles. And, and what you say is, check your facts before commenting on the internet. And I think that's a great idea. And I think that it also applies to you here. Uh, you know, check your facts before writing articles about dumbass hicks. And then last of all, to Mr. Nolan, you know, I'd just like to say the only thing that can be said to people unwilling to even consider the views of others, people who cling to their ideology with a white knuckle grip, people who espouse everything that's wrong with today's politics and use, you know, hypocrisy to shield themselves from the truth. And to you, I say thank you. You know, ever since I started this podcast, I've suffered from a feeling of inadequacy. But you helped me realize that my opponents are as stupid as I am. And, and really, the only difference between you and me is that, you know, you're paying for an overpriced education, and I'm paying for an overpriced truck. Anyway, that's all I've got for today. If you've got any questions, feel free to post them on the comments section of my blog, or email me, and my intern will give me the best ones, and I'll try to answer them as best I can. Thanks again for listening to Redneck Radio. Have a good Thanksgiving. <laughs>